What's up, people? Welcome to episode four of the John C. Guthrie Show. Episode four, did Fauci fund the creation of COVID-19? Whew, that's a crazy title, huh? Um, short answer, it seems highly likely. Uh, that's, that's, that's where I would personally categorize it, highly likely. Um, all right, before we jump into this, I'm going to keep it pretty short. The reporting is 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 breaking open. There's a lot of information out there. It's it's actually getting pretty widely reported now. Um, so I'm not going to go too deep into too much of the detail. Um, the first thing I want to touch on, y'all, uh, as you've probably noticed, I like to focus on what the media is not doing, the larger media failings. Uh, so let's look at this. Uh, okay, so... This has been talked about, this possible link between Fauci and the creation of the virus has been talked about uh, for a long time. Uh, well over a year in certain circles, um, Steve Bannon's War Room podcast has been talking about this for a long time. Uh, of course, you know, he's closely linked to Trump, so a lot of folks would have uh, just ignored it because of that. Uh, that's a that's a crazy concept if you just think about it. Somebody comes out with an explosive allegation like the savior of the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic, Doctor Fauci, ha- is possibly linked to the actual creation of the virus, and instead of looking into it, it's dismissed because uh, you know you don't like the the source. Um, similarly, when Donald Trump talked about this coming out of a uh, out of the Wuhan lab, um, it was dismissed as conspiracy theory, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because, you know, Donald Trump bad, therefore everything Donald Trump say must be false. The first place that um, I saw that was mainstream, highly credible, was a Newsweek article on April 28th of 2020, okay, a year ago, over a year ago. Uh, this was by Fred uh, Guterrell, G-U-T-E-R-L, um, and the title is Dr. Fauci-Backed Controversial Wuhan Lab with U.S. Dollars for Risky Coronavirus Research. Um, as far as I could, as far as I can tell, it basically disappeared from the, the mainstream media after that point. Um, you know, you would see it bubble up here and there. It got a little bit of coverage, not much. Uh, I started. I, I don't. I think. I think this came on my radar. You know, sometime in mid March of this year. The the depth of the of the evidence. Um, you know, scientists came out months and months and months ago and started talking about the science that made it credible, possible, likely that the virus had been manipulated, right? So instead of it just being a, a theory, folks started to actually look at the makeup of the virus, look at the evidence um, from, you know, like a biological standpoint and say, hey, this looks like it. this was not naturally occurring. Basically, you know, from all different corners, more evidence emerged showing the connection to the Wuhan lab. Um, the thing I want to start with is the the interview um, on on Joe Rogan's podcast with his guest Josh Rogan. Okay, this was on April the twenty seventh. 
Josh Rogan is a columnist for the Washington, uh, the Washington Post. So I was about to say Washington Times because I'm there's an article at the Washington Times I'm going to reference. Anyway, uh, he's a columnist for the Washington Post. Uh, he's a well-respected journalist. He's he's been in the game for like 20 years. He's a CNN contributor. This is a mainstream guy. Um, in the Rogan podcast, starting around minute 38, I think, and going for 30 or 45 minutes. Josh Rogan digs in depth into not only the the credibility of the lab leak hypothesis, but Anthony Fauci's, Dr. Fauci's connection to that very research uh, at the Wuhan lab. Um, I'm, you know, I'm listening to this uh, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, here it comes. It just got blown wide open. You know, these aren't, these are no longer, these are no longer uh, fringe voices, uh, you know, reporting on this. This is no longer one news article from a year ago. This is a mainstream guy with, you know, the second most prominent newspaper in the United States going in depth into the Wuhan lab leak and Fauci's connection to it. Um, and then what happened? Crickets. Crickets. Uh, and I'm going to quantify, <laughs> I'm going to quantify the level of, uh, of media silence, uh, in just a second. Um, okay. So this was on April the 27th. On April the 23rd, on Rogan's podcast, uh, he had Dave Smith, who's a comedian and, and you know, sort of prominent libertarian commentator. Um, and during that episode, Joe happened to happened to say, you know, they're just having a conversation and the vaccine came up. And Rogan says, basically, you know, if uh, if a if a young person asked me if they should get the vaccine, like a 21 year old person, Joe said something along the lines of, you know, if you're 21 and healthy, you take care of yourself, you exercise, I would say, no, don't get the vaccine, okay? That sparked a firestorm, um, you know, that in and of itself, it's a reasonable statement. You might agree with it, you might disagree with it, there's plenty to discuss, it's not a crazy statement. Uh, so, if you, I, I did this, th- these numbers are from yesterday, uh, this is May 15th, Saturday, May 15th, uh, Friday, May the 14th, that's when I generated these numbers. If you Google Joe Rogan vaccine and you click the news tab, so Google News search, right? Joe Rogan vaccine and you do the last 30 days. Okay. So again, this was recorded on April the 23rd. Joe Rogan vaccine and Google News, the last 30 days, it yields 6,260 results, right? So in the last 30 days, Joe Rogan vaccine has been written about in 6,260 news articles. All right, so it was four days after that conversation when uh, Joe Rogan had on Josh Rogan, the Washington Post columnist. Four days after, April the 27th, if you do the same, if you do the search of Joe Rogan, Josh Rogan, you go back 30 days, Google News, you get four results. Four. Four. So Joe Rogan says, hey, if you're 21 and healthy, you don't need to get vaccinated. That generates 6,260 news articles. Joe Rogan has on a Washington Post columnist, a journalist for a 20-year veteran in journalism, 
who lays out Dr. Fauci's connection to the actual funding and potential creation of the COVID-19 virus, and it gets four results. Four. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that. Uh, I, you know, what else? What else? What else can you say? Um, all right. So in the last couple of weeks, I've been, you know, I've been working on like how I want to present this and trying to lay out the best arguments, yada yada yada. But every every day more information's coming out. Every day it's getting more covered. So I'm I'm not going to jump too much into the argument. Rand Paul has grilled Dr. Fauci about this finally. Um, a Newsmax reporter, Emerald Robinson, tried to get uh, Jen Psaki to talk about this a couple of weeks ago, and Jen backpedaled. Um, uh, Tucker's me- Tucker Carlson's mentioned it a few times. Uh, so it's finally starting to break open. Um, I heard a clip the other day from uh, Joe Scarver on MSNBC. I think it was the Morning Joe, if that's the name of the show anymore. Um, but he was referencing um, Dr. Rand Paul's questioning of Dr. Fauci about this recently, and Joe Scarborough, uh, you know, basically calls it a QAnon conspiracy theory. Okay, the reporting's out there. There, there is not the if there is any journalistic outlet who does not know this information by now, you know, it's a freaking crime. Um, so it's, it seems highly likely that they are just choosing to not cover this because somehow Dr. Fauci became a symbol of the Democrat party instead of the Republican party. And that's where we are in the United States in 2021. Uh, you know, there's a virus that's killed 3 million people globally, half a million Americans. And the, you know, the, the main voice from the public health institution, uh, it has now become a partisan figure. Um, to be clear, uh, I'm pointing blame at both parties and the entire media establishment when it comes to this. Um, okay, so that's where we are. It's starting to get coverage, um, but it's still not being covered by the mainstream media. Uh, you know, you're hearing a little bit of chatter on on Fox. You know, Rand Paul, uh, obviously Republican senator. You know, and in his his testimony is being covered by Fox when it's when the left wing media looks at it, it's like, oh my god, this guy's crazy. Um, this story is breaking apart and it's going to explode in the coming weeks. It's almost guaranteed. Uh, how could it not? Um, the longer the longer the you know the mainstream, typically left leaning media ignores this, the worse it's going to make them look. Um, so hopefully they're going to start covering it soon. Um, so uh, March fourth, twenty twenty one, the Times finally ran a piece about the. Um, the lab leak theory where they sort of dug into it. And this was after an open letter signed by some 200 scientists uh, who, who were saying like, Hey, we need to actually take a look at this. That times article didn't mention Anthony Fauci. The letter itself didn't mention Anthony Fauci. So you're already seeing like as the coverage shifts and they have to look at the Wuhan lab they're still trying to stay away from the Fauci connection. Um, all right, let's see here. I'm going to read a short article because um, this this article sums up the 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 meat of the issue pretty well. 
pretty succinctly. Um, I'll give a little commentary along the way, and I'll, I'll give a little commentary at the end. Um, all right, so first, warning. This was written by Peter Navarro in the Washington Times. Peter Navarro is a former Trump administration official. He is an absolute China hawk. All of the main claims in this article have been corroborated by um, Josh Rogan, the Washington Post columnist, uh, other investigative reporters. Um, I, you know, I, I've I've been following this story, and I can tell you that the the main parts, of the the real the real meat of this article, is 100% legit from what I've seen, and it's corroborated by um, I'll say less partisan. Uh, people other than than the author in this case Peter Navarro. Okay, and this was April thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Okay, a month ago, the former director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Dr. Robert Redfield, believes the SARS CoV two virus originated in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. If Dr. Redfield is correct, and he almost certainly is, then Dr. Anthony Fauci of the National Institutes of Health must assume significant responsibility for a global pandemic that has killed over half a million Americans, kicked tens of millions of Americans to the unemployment curb, and drained trillions of dollars of wealth from the American economy. SARS-CoV-2 first emerged in the fall of 2019 within several kilometers of both the Wuhan China wet market and the Wuhan lab. The wet market theory postulates the virus jumped from an animal to humans as the infected animal was being butchered, cooked, and consumed. Alternatively, the Wuhan lab theory postulates the virus escaped from the lab. The wet market theory has recent historical precedent. China's first SARS virus, SARS-CoV-1, was quickly tracked to an almost identical virus found in raccoon dogs and Himalayan palm civet cats eaten in wet markets. Yet after thousands of animals... Yet after testing thousands of animals, no virologist has found a similar direct progenitor sorry, of China's second SARS virus. It is therefore extremely unlikely SARS-CoV-2 came from the Wuhan wet market. That leaves the competing Wuhan lab theory. And since I butchered that, let me go back to that. So what he's saying here is that they have been searching for the animal connection to validate this Wuhan wet market theory, they've tested thousands of animals and nobody can find the connection to show that it has spread amongst the animal population or, or anything to, of that sort. All right, return to the article. With a biosafety rating of P4, the Wuhan Virology Lab houses the most dangerous pathogens on Earth, including the deadly Ebola. However, no P4 lab is ever 100% secure as there are numerous examples of pathogens escaping. An accidental release of SARS-CoV-2 from the Wuhan lab is therefore well within reason. This is particularly plausible given a U.S. State Department 2018 warning of sloppy safety precautions at the Wuhan lab and the possibility of a new SARS-like pandemic. You can't say we weren't warned. There is also the logic of Occam's razor. If a deadly virus pops up within several kilometers of the only bioweapons lab in Asia, the simplest explanation, according to Occam's razor, is usually the right one. Ergo, SARS-CoV-2 came from the Wuhan lab. Then there's this. SARS-CoV-2 most closely resembles viruses that have been found in horseshoe bats, and the Wuhan lab has an extensive collection of these rare and novel viruses, adding fuel to this bat cave fire. Many of these viruses were brought to Wuhan by China's so-called bat lady, Shi Zing Li. 
Before she was effectively muzzled by the Chinese government, Ms. Xi expressed concerns that the virus may have leaked from her lab. As to whether SARS-CoV-2 is genetically engineered, it is here where Fauci enters this dangerous picture. In 2017, without, without sufficient warning to the Trump White House, Dr. Fauci and his NIH colleague, Dr. Francis Collins, reauthorized the use of so-called gain-of-function research gain of function research within China's Wuhan lab. And I'll just expand on this briefly. Uh, Rogue, Josh Rogan uh, mentions this in his reporting. Uh, so the, the Obama administration, I think it was the National Security Council, found out that the NIH was doing some of this gain-of-function research on very dangerous viruses, shut it down, and then in 2017, Dr. Fauci uh, is alleged to have gotten this research restarted, but he only he only cleared it with like low level bureaucrats in the White House, and it you know it was sort of it was sort of hush hush. And um, Josh Rogan and others have alleged that you know it, basically it, it wasn't it wasn't as open of a discussion. Um, it's it's likely that you know people within the administration weren't aware that this happened um, at any high level, right? Uh, that, that That's the allegation. And again, I'll point you to Josh Rogan's reporting for more information on that. Okay, back to the article. Gain of function is a genetic engineering tool that improves the ability of a virus to cause disease. In pushing for gain of function, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins unilaterally overturned a 2014 decision by the Obama White House to restrict such experiments because of their inherent dangers. In fact, SARS-CoV-2 exhibits several highly unusual functional characteristics that suggest the virus has been genetically engineered. For example, unlike SARS-CoV-1 and most other SARS-CoV-2 and most other viruses, SARS-CoV-2 is characterized by a high degree of asymptomatic spread. This makes the virus far more contagious and therefore far more deadly. Um, you, you'll see various uh, pieces of information. Sorry, this is me uh, commentary again. You'll see various bits of uh, information. About asymptomatic spread, I've seen both. Uh, it is a big factor. It's not a big factor. Asymptomatic versus presymptomatic, yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I'll say this about what he, the, the argument he's making here. The, the information that the scientific community has bought to this, has brought to this, focuses on the structure of the virus itself. So there are top scientists, including Dr. Robert Redfield, as he mentions at the beginning of the article, the former CDC director, their, their main argument showing, uh, or I should say in favor of the possibility of the lab leak hypothesis being true, is because when they look at the actual virus, they see characteristics that make them think it has been engineered as opposed to a wildly occurring virus. Um, okay, back to the article. The high, the high degree of, um, ace, he says asymmetric. I think he meant asymptomatic and the editors just missed it. The high degree of asymmetric sick spread along with the rapid and deadly mutations of the virus we are now observing suggests the possibility of a weaponized virus. Here, the U.S. State Department has revealed that the Wuhan lab has engaged in research on behalf of the People's Liberation Army since 2017, the same year Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins approved gain-of-function research in Wuhan. This last piece of the Fauci is the father of the pandemic quote puzzle is this. 
Dr. Fauci's NIH-funded American taxpayer dollars some $7 million into the Wuhan lab through a shadowy figure named Peter Daszak. Peter Daszak himself bragged about genetically engineering viruses at the Wuhan lab prior to the pandemic. Okay, and that $7 million figure, uh, the connection to Peter Daszak, that is in the original Newsweek article. Josh Rogan's reporting has backed that up. Uh, again, you know, this is really the meat here of, of Fauci's connection. Uh, back to the article. If Dr. Redfield and Occam's, Occam's Razor are right that the Wuhan lab spawned SARS-CoV-2, history will judge the Chinese Communist Party and Dr. Fauci to be two of, if not the strangest, then certainly most deadly of bedfellows in history. For it was Dr. Fauci, and these facts are not in dispute, that provided the Wuhan lab with both the funding and the green light for gain-of-function experiments. This is a congressional investigation waiting to happen. And then there's an asterisk. Peter Navarro served as an assistant to the president during the Trump administration. Okay, so, um, you know, you'll see some of his claims basically saying, hey, this Fauci's fault. That is a little further than you'll see a lot of the other reporting. Um, you know, that's sort of where he's editorializing a bit. Um, but it is, as far as everything that I've seen, and again, this is coming from the scientific community. This is coming from a, a, a Washington Post reporter. This is coming from other investigative journalism. The connection between Fauci reinstating gain-of-function research, Fauci funding gain-of-function research in bat coronaviruses at the Wuhan lab, that stuff is basic fact. Um, so Rand Paul questioned Fauci about this, and where Fauci spent his time was basically arguing, it was really sneaky, but basically arguing that the NIH hasn't funded gain-of-function research. Um, the reason he can get away with saying that without it being a complete and absolute bold-faced lie is because uh, you know he could argue that the research they were doing wasn't technically gain-of-function. That argument doesn't hold water. Uh, it's a whole can of worms. Um, but the, the research that was happening there has been widely described as gain-of-function. The other reason he can kind of get away with saying that is because Fauci funded... Peter Daszak and the um, uh, Eco Health Alliance—that's the organization Daszak, uh, I believe, heads. So Fauci's Fauci's grant money went to Daszak. Daszak then, in turn, funded the lab. So there was a bit of a pass through that I think uh, Fauci's going to try to hide behind. Um, something that's not in this article uh, that again Josh Rogan covers in his in his writing and in his uh, his his interview with Rogan. Uh, Peter Daszak, the guy that um, you know oversaw some of this, um, some of this, uh, some of this work at the Wuhan lab, he was put in charge of the WHO investigation into the lab leak hypothesis. Okay, so the guy who funded and oversaw the bat coronavirus gain of function research at the Wuhan lab was then put in charge by the WHO to investigate whether that research could have led to the virus itself. And, of course, he found that, no, there was no reason to think that. Obvious conflict of interest. It's obviously absurd. Uh, you know, that would be unacceptable in any kind of investigation anywhere. You know, this could be a, if this were a workplace complaint, 
at a at a at a at a freaking car lot in uh, whatever. Uh, you know, nobody would look at that and say, "Hey, this is acceptable." Uh, he's obviously far too involved. Um, okay, that's the long and the short of it, y'all. So again, this is this is going to continue to bust open. People are finally talking about it. Um, the connection between Fauci giving the green light to gain a function research is there. It's hardly disputable. Fauci sending $7 million into the Wuhan lab is uh, hardly disputable. Uh, and this information is going to keep busting out. But again, I want to leave you with kind of where I started. Um, April 23rd, Joe Rogan has a conversation with Dave Smith in which Joe Rogan says, if you're 21 and healthy, you don't need a vaccine. That has spawned 6,260 news articles. Four days later, Joe Rogan has a conversation with a Washington Post columnist. That Washington Post columnist lays out in detail Dr. Fauci's connection to the creation of the virus, the possible creation of the virus, right? To be clear, there's no telling uh, at this point if that if the virus escaped from the lab. I'm not saying it did. I'm saying if I had to bet on it, I would put my money on it. Um, but we don't know yet because it hasn't been investigated because the investigation has been um, completely uh, derailed, um, sidetracked by Fauci and the public health establishment and the mainstream media. Okay, anyway, in that conversation, Josh Rogan lays it out there. That generated four news articles in the last month. Four. 6,000 versus four. This is, this is what is wrong with our media. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks a lot, y'all. As always, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, be back with you soon. Cheers.